You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, Gregor, the Blue Jays honored some top pitchers of their history over the weekend. We've seen this throughout the season, Blue Jays celebrating that 40th anniversary. I wanted to start with that, then we'll get into the, the current team. But... You know, they're all out there on the field. They they bring them out one at a time on Sunday, and you realize uh, some of the great pitchers that have thrown for this franchise over the years, and obviously there was the, the glory days and the back-to-back World Series titles, but then Roy Halladay. It was a neat thing to see. I know earlier in the year they, they honored the best hitters over their first 40 years, but to see all those arms out there was pretty cool, and it brought back some memories, I think, for me, so I can imagine it brought back some great memories for true Blue Jays fans. Yeah, absolutely, and it kind of touched on all the different eras. I mean, you had uh, the guys who were, uh, you know, big parts of the the teams in the 1980s. Obviously, Dave Steeb uh, um, was a huge part of that franchise in the 1980s and, and, and helped bring them their, their first pennant in 1985. And, and then you had Tom Hankey, who was around for that 1985 season as well. And, and those guys kind of uh, carried the torch to the, the early uh, glory years of, of the 92-93 World Series. And, and Pat Hankin was, uh, was a member of that team. And then he kind of bridged the gap to, to Roy Halladay, and they kind of you know passed the torch to each other throughout the whole thing. And uh, you know, there were some video messages as well from guys like Mark Burley and Roger Clemens. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really kind of cool to see. Uh, it's been kind of cool to see all year long, um, you know, the fact that they've, they've broken this up into players, hitters, and moments. Uh, this was the third and final uh, celebration that they've had. Uh, it's, it's really kind of a neat way to, to celebrate your 40th anniversary. That brings us to the current state of the Blue Jays as far as pitchers go. And that's a pretty good state right now uh, overall. You have the guys that have been great all year. You know, uh, Hap's been great all year. Estrada's been great all year. Sanchez. And now it seems like over his last three starts or so that Marcus Stroman is starting to kind of figure it out. Uh, Last three starts, 18 and a third innings, uh, five earned runs. He struck out 25 over that span. So that equals out to a 2.45 ERA. Is he starting to look more comfortable post-All-Star break here? And, And if he gets back to being Marcus Stroman, Look out as far as this rotation goes. Yeah, absolutely, and they they really need him. And, and to me, it's it's his command has looked a lot better. Uh, you know, there's he's he really had some difficulty locating his secondary stuff uh, for really a, a long period of time. Uh, you know, he's hanging a lot of stuff up in the zone. Uh, his stuff now seems to be a little bit sharper, and, and he's one guy uh, who I think could benefit from the six man rotation. And, and you know, we've we've talked all year about Aaron Sanchez's innings and. Um, but Marcus Stroman is a guy who hasn't pitched a full season either. And, uh, you know, I, I think giving him a little bit of a breather uh, in between outings uh, could probably help him a little bit and help him stay fresh down the start, down the stretch, because, uh, you know, that's really something. He, he's another piece that they really, really need. And if you're looking at, at this team, uh, you know, hopefully getting into the postseason, uh, then you want Marcus Stroman uh, good and ready for, for those postseason series. And you want him one, as one of your four starters. Uh, and now he's trending in the right direction after, uh, you know, really a, a couple of tough months. Uh, the, really since the, the start of July now, he's he started to look a lot better. There was a couple inconsistent outings along the way. Uh, but for the most part now, he, the sample size of, of strong outings is starting to get bigger and bigger. We talked a lot about the six-man rotation last week here on the podcast. One thing we didn't touch on was the effect on, on Russell Martin, who was kind of in a rhythm of starting four out of five and, and not catching the knuckleball 
How does this affect him? Is, is Russell Martin going to catch more games because of the six-man rotation, or are they going to find a way to still kind of give him the same amount of days off from behind the plate? Yeah, they're going to have to find a way um, to give him regular rest, and I, I think that's something the Jays to this point have done a very good job at. Uh, you know, I think what we were talking a couple of weeks ago uh, of talking about how, how Martin was kind of one of the guys trending in the right direction because it was, uh, you know, he's kind of peaking at a time when a lot of catchers um, start to hit the dog days of summer and start to struggle. Uh, he's really turned things around at the plate uh, for a long stretch now, and, and the Jays want to make sure that continues. And so uh, they're really going to have to find uh, time to, to make sure that he gets his proper rest. I don't think you're going to see him catch uh, five out of every six every time through the rotation. Um, you know the the current stretch in August they've got three days off, so so he, for the most part he should be okay. But when you get away from those days off, that's when you're going to need to find him a little bit of an extra rest. And and I think they're going to time that. You know, basically uh, around weekends when you've got a, a night game followed by an afternoon game uh, or vice versa, I think you're going to see him out of the lineup because what you don't want to do is you don't want to wear him out uh, just when the Jays are kind of entering the stretch room. The six-man rotation is is the plan in general, and obviously it's because of Santan uh, because of Sanchez. Sorry, um, if they skip some Sanchez starts, which I know is something they've talked about as well. And this is my final six-man rotation question of the podcast, Gregor. I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> if they do skip his uh, starts along the way as well, does that mean for little stretches the other guys go back to their regular rest, or how will that pan out? I don't know how that well, math I, works. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think the organization knows exactly how that's going to pan out yet either. This is really a day-by-day uh, situation that they're kind of taking it around. I, I think when you're going to see um, Sanchez skip the most is when there's an off day incorporated there as well, as opposed to giving guys an extra two days as opposed to one day. Uh, they'll, they'll probably look to, to skip Sanchez there uh, and then kind of keep everybody on that just one extra day of rest uh, routine. Um, because they're going to have to, that's the problem, is everybody can adjust pretty easily to having one extra day. When you get the second extra day thrown in there, I think that's when, you know, it becomes a little bit dangerous in terms of throwing people off the routine. And we've seen that once already, uh, and the three off days in August really kind of complicates all of that, and there's no perfect formula for this. It's going to happen from time to time, but I think for the most part, the Jays would like to avoid those two extra days whenever possible, and I think you'll probably see Sanchez skipped at some point this month around one of those off days. Yeah, because it's certainly one thing to adjust from from four days off to five days off, but you certainly don't want to keep going back and forth and changing it because these guys are all about that rhythm in between starts and everything and having that routine. So I'm sure somebody has sat down with a calendar and already probably gone through it, Greg, to figure figure it all out. Uh, I wanted to ask you one question about Roberto Osuna. Um, he tied a record, and he's going to break this record, uh, most saves before turning 22 years old because he doesn't turn 22 to the off till the offseason. He's going to get a save here at some point. Uh, but considering how young he still is, and when he was coming up through the system, I know – he was a starter for much of his time through the minor leagues. Do you see any scenario where at some point in his future, Roberto Osuna is turned back into a, a starter, or has he pretty much been so good as a closer that he's sold himself as that role? I would be very surprised at this point if he moves back, and, and I think one of the main reasons is, is because Osuna likes the spot he's in right now, and, and I think ultimately the organization is going to listen to that. 
Um, you know, I, I think there was when he was first coming back from that injury, and even this year, I think there's a little bit of concern on his part about uh, you know wanting not wanting to get stretched out because of potential concerns with his elbow. He's a guy who, who had Tommy John surgery in the past, uh, but he really settled into that bullpen role last year. Really loved it, uh, and he's really embraced that ninth inning role. Um, and so I think they're going to have to tie. If they eventually want to move him to the starting rotation, they're going to have to sit him down and have a long conversation with him and, and trying to hash things out. Uh, but I know his preference is, is to be in the, the role he's in right now. He, he loves it. Uh, from a Jays perspective, it makes the most sense right now. Uh, long term, uh, you certainly could see the value of moving him to the rotation, similar to what they've done with Aaron Sanchez. But uh, this team in contention right now, they're more than content to, to let him uh, kind of continue on with his wishes. But if he ever wanted to make that transition, he's got the stuff for it because he's not a, a one- or two-pitch closer. Uh, he's a guy who's got four different pitches, give you an awful lot of different looks. And as someone who all along projected to be a front-line starting pitcher, he just came along a lot quicker uh, than most people thought he would. At some point, this team needs to get healthy in the outfield. Jose Bautista on the disabled list along with Kevin Pillar now. And obviously that's opened up a... a chance for Melvin Upton Jr. to really get some time and some starts and to settle in, but he hasn't really yet so far. Uh, nine for 54 with the Blue Jays, Gregor, and, and of those nine hits, they're all single so far, so no extra base hits. Uh, how much of that is readjusting to the American League? Because I know obviously he played a good amount of his career in the AL, in fact, in the AL East, but it's been a while. Um, and is it just getting comfortable in Toronto, or are there some serious concerns there about if he's going to hit here with the Blue Jays? Well, he just hasn't looked very good yet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's probably a lot of factors at play there. Uh, you know, his bat has looked pretty slow through the zone so far. And there just hasn't been a lot of hard contacts. I mean, the, those singles you're referencing for the most part, uh, you know, I, I can think of most of them off the top of my head, and most of them were uh, kind of dribblers through the infield. They kind of just found a hole. And, and you, you know, I think the Jays are hoping that some of those would get him going a little bit. But we haven't seen uh, much hard contact off the bat. We haven't really seen him even drive the ball uh, to get some deep fly ball outs. So there's, there's been no sign that he's on the verge of breaking out of this. Um, you know, playing every day, uh, was something he wasn't going to be able to do when he came over here, but he, he entered an everyday role pretty quickly after that trade, so I don't think you can blame that either um, because now he is getting the playing time. and uh, you know, I don't know. It, 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 I think it's probably a factor of a lot of different things. I think it's probably the transition to the league, transition to the new team, uh, and he's also just obviously in one of those slumps. And I think the Jays really want to get him going while he's playing every day because it's going to be hard for him to work out of that um, after Kevin Pillar comes back, after Jose Batista comes back, and he's only playing uh, you know, once or twice a week. He'd like to get him feeling good while he's playing every day, contribute right now, uh, and then hopefully continue that in, in his reserve role. That's, that's going to be coming uh, closer towards the end of this month. And Upton's never been a big average guy, obviously. Career average is under 250 for him. But this season, uh, where his average is actually right around that career average, but he had some pop in the bat, even in San Diego, which is still, even with the fences in, somewhat of a pitcher's park. He was contributing the extra base hits. Um, and if he's not going to hit for average, you'd like to at least see that. So hopefully he can find that. And I think that's one of the things that had to have appealed to the Blue Jays in that deal was the fact that 
this season he was kind of trending up as far as a little bit of pop off that bat. We'll see what happens. They could certainly use a lift from him while those other guys are out injured. Thanks a lot, Gregor. As always, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.